Hey guys, welcome back to Crash and Burn. I'm joined by my good buddy here, Josh. And uh, this is the world famous Grind My Gears segment. We're going to talk about some things that have been really irritating us. We've been off for a few weeks, so I think that that's given us enough time to really get pissed (laughs) about some very unimportant things in our life. That's for sure. And then then people um, out here outside the window in our studio chewing on some popcorn. Is that grind your gears, Josh? Because yeah, we can I'm talk hungry. about it. Do you want Do you want me to go first, or <laughs> yeah. would you like to go? Um, it, it really doesn't matter. I'm, I was watching have... a few things. Yeah, I was watching, okay. as I always do. I watch a lot of a lot of sports in my, you know, time away from here at the studio. Um, and one thing I've noticed that drives me crazy, and I think the NCAA needs to fix, um, because everybody's all about player safety. NFL is about player safety. That's why you see all these concussion protocol crap, um, all that good stuff. Same thing with college. They're all concerned about player safety. That's why they improve helmets, improve pads, all that stuff, to make sure the players are safe because they're bigger, stronger, faster, all that good stuff. But the one thing that the NCAA needs to fix that they haven't fixed yet, that I don't know if they don't realize that it's a hazard, that is the marching bands. Now, now if you're a marching band person or you're a band player – I'm not opposed to bands being there to play. Yeah, we don't want to you exile know. you from our podcast, you know, you know, listeners. Yeah, but uh, because I enjoy going to a college game or even a high school game and listening to the band yeah, play during course. stuff. That's, that's what makes it college it's football. A college atmosphere. That's what makes it high school football yeah, is yeah. the marching bands. Yep. Okay? I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to you performing the national anthem. I'm not opposed to you performing at halftime. Definitely not. You know, I enjoy that. That's awesome. When a band plays a national anthem that and they play it right and they don't have any sort of goofy add-ons or nuances that take away from the anthem, then it's great. There's nothing like it. Um, and some of the halftime shows are even better because they march in formations and all that stuff. It's actually fun and actually nice to watch because and, and, you see music come in with choreographed moves. No, and the, and work, it makes that, it look the work that goes in for a lot of marching bands. Oh, yeah, is, absolutely. It's unreal. Absolutely. But what I'm opposed to is how everybody in the marching band feels like they need to come down onto the field and stand around the playing field, you know, like at Georgia the other, the other week uh, when Georgia and Tennessee were playing. You know, they come down, the same thing happens at Notre Dame, it happens at Michigan, happens all over the country. Uh, some stadiums fit better than others because they're larger stadiums, but some of those are, are kind of tight quarters around the playing field. You know, you don't have much room. they got enough room for players and media and all that stuff, and that's about it. But when you bring that marching band, and, and all Division One marching bands are huge, you know, hundreds of people and lots of instruments. The thing that ir- aggravates me is that they come on the field three minutes before the halftime ends. So they're on the field, in the playing surface, with their instruments. You know, they have those xylophones with the tables. It's got all those things mm-hmm. on it, gongs, all that stuff, weird stuff that they sit on the sideline because they have to get down. They feel like they have to get down there onto the field before halftime so they can have that, so they can then get set up for their halftime performance. I think the NCAA needs to step in and say, hey, you cannot do that, especially if you're going to preach about player safety. Because if somebody runs off the field, I know a Tennessee player got knocked into one of those xylophone tables, that can seriously hurt somebody. Yeah. And so that do you think you think they should extend halftime? Because I feel like a reason a lot of these marching bands probably get down on the field early is because of uh, the limited time they have to perform. Yeah, if they want to extend halftime by right. two or three minutes, I'm perfectly fine with that be because that's going to help players. I, I watched one game. Uh, it was either last year or the year before last. It was in a night game, and somebody had left the band like a wagon where they bring out instruments and stuff on. They left the wagon on the field, and a player's running to try to catch a touchdown pass, and it's overthrown. It's a you know it's a go route, and it's in the back of the end zone because they're down there close to their end zone and all of a sudden he's running to catch it it's overthrown and he has no idea 
that that little wagon's there and it's sitting there and when he plants his left foot he plants it right underneath where the edge of the edge of the wagon is and it snaps his leg in half it's absolutely an ugly injury to watch uh, some people might know what i'm talking about but that's dangerous yeah you know the tennessee absolutely. player tried to die for the end zone against georgia a couple weeks ago and a georgia player knocked him out of bounds pushed him as you're taught to do as a football player and he hit the, the xylophone table or the thing to stand whatever the xylophone's on mm-hmm. you know that's dangerous that could seriously hurt somebody so if you want to ncaa here's an idea like bernie said extend halftime by two or three minutes to give the band enough time to get on the field after all the players are done because what's going to end up happening is you're going to have band members who are standing down there on the field three rows deep three or four rows deep because they're so the bands are so huge and they're not going to be paying attention so what's going to happen is one play, a football player is going to try to catch and score and another player is going to push him out of bounds and somebody's going to get seriously hurt from the band and on as a football player in that instance. Or two, a football player is going to get seriously hurt because he gets knocked into some of these equipment. And I think that's, that can be easily avoided if you say, hey, band, stay off the field until actual halftime starts. When all the players are off the field, that's when you can start marching onto the field. And we'll even extend halftime by two or three minutes if you want. But it, it baffles me. Like we had this – conversation the other day or a few uh, weeks ago when Carolina was in Denver we preach about player safety and and how when we preach about it but then something happens where we can actually act on it we don't yeah and same thing here with college football now I love the bands and all that stuff but don't come on the field before halftime yeah don't jeopardize myself and if I was a coach a coach at one of those big d1 schools I would go to my band director and say hey look I'm not going to allow you onto the field until halftime actually starts you know, regardless of how you feel, because I'm not wanting to jeopardize the, the the health and safety of my players nor your band members. Right. Because if you're not paying attention, which those people down there don't sometimes, they're down there talking, gossiping, and laughing, and having a good time. Well, if a football player comes in there full speed with helmets and pads on, you don't have a helmet or pads, and you're going to get killed. Especially you're going to have, have a bad time. Yeah, especially if you're up against a brick wall like some yeah. of these stadiums have. And that's yeah. going to hurt. Yeah. Um, so I think it's, it's, it's safety for not only football players, more so for football players, but also for the band members as well because those instruments don't give. Oh, no. They don't no, no, give. No, no, no. I mean, that – so and – I, and I see it every time I watch Notre Dame play. I see it when Michigan plays, when Michigan State plays, when Georgia plays because there's, the stadiums are so close – like the playing, like outside the playing surface, it's like you got no, not really. It's not much like room. when you go to App State and you have a track around. Oh there. yeah, yeah. Uh, now with the track, I'm okay if you want to come on the field because then you can keep your equipment far enough off the field where nobody's going to get hurt. Right. But if it's something like, or even just stay in the tunnel. Yeah. Or, because I do feel like a reason that they get up early and do that is because a they need to get they need to get their stuff on the field and get ready because of limited time and b um, I feel like. Well, obviously, at halftime, everyone's going to get up and go to the bathroom and get beer. It's going to make it more difficult for them to move yeah. to get down to the field. Yeah. But like you, uh, like I said, I think extending halftime a few more minutes would, would be great help. But that's that's something that I haven't really noticed before, Josh, but I, I'm glad you brought it up because that's a serious hazard when you talk about an already physical game. Mm-hmm. Um, why throw something like that into the mix that could cause some freak accident? Yeah, and especially if it's a, a big-time player where right. if he gets seriously hurt and he's done for the year, could seriously impact that team's chances. That, and that hurts your product as the NCAA. Yep. Um, I, you know, overall, I don't think there's any, anything else to say about, you know, hurting their product. But obviously, player yeah. safety needs to be the first thing on their mind. Yeah. And so that's where, you know, if you're going to talk about how, you know, player safety is number one, just just get rid of it. Yeah. Just get rid of that stuff, and something like that won't happen. And practice what you preach. Yeah. Now, I know you've – we've been talking off air <laughs> – 
I've got, a, got, a, I've got a couple things. You got a couple things that have uh, been grinding stretch, your gear. Let me stretch real quick. Um, you probably uh, probably won't mention it, but I know Matthew McConaughey and his. Oh, I was Lincoln going to commercial. mention. Oh, okay. I was going to mention. Okay. That. Well, I won't give it away to our listeners. We'll, uh, here, we'll go ahead and start with ahead. that one then. Um, you know, Matthew McConaughey has these Lincoln commercials that really grind my gears because what the hell do they have to do with cars? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Even the ones with Jon Snow in them for Infinity, where he says. The only thing that matters about his car, about a car, is how it makes you feel. Um, wrong. That's absolutely wrong. It, what? And then Matthew McConaughey acts like, um, I don't know. Why don't we just? Uh, I can fall backwards into a pool, and we can say something. It's like that. Maybe that'll make people. No, sorry, Matthew. Uh, stop. You didn't drive a Lincoln before you thought it was cool. Uh, They're definitely paying you to drive a Lincoln. You know, I don't want to hear this BS, Matthew. I'm not stupid. Most of America might be, but I'm not. I'm on to your scheme, Matthew. You don't drive a Lincoln. <laughs> yeah, he's a Lincoln lawyer, though. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So another thing that I noticed, uh, going to that game on Monday night, and any sporting event, really, uh, boys, men who wear button-down shirts, uh, sweater vests, um, anything <laughs> stupid that you probably shouldn't wear to a sporting event. If you just got out of work, I get it, okay? Look, you've got your work clothes on. You know, go buy a Panthers t-shirt or something. Uh, I, I just don't, I don't get who you're trying to impress at this football game. Why even go to a football game? Go to a bar. If you're there to pick up chicks, go to a bar. I'm here to watch football. Not here to look at your pansy ass sitting down in your chair, <laughs> drinking your uh, mixed drink. Drink a beer, okay? You're at a football game. Yeah. You know, that's, uh, that's what it's for. Yeah. Football games, baseball games. Uh, hell, even if you go to a basketball game, drink a beer. People call this a wine and cheese fan base. And I'm starting to believe them because when you look at, at a Pittsburgh Steelers game, do you see many people with button-down shirts? No. I, sh I see, I you see, see more a people without of shirts. terrible towels. Yeah. And, and I see masks, Steelers masks on. I mean, I see people that look ugly as hell because guess what? They're here to root on the Steelers, not look good for girls. Yeah. Uh, you see, I, you yeah. almost see more people without shirts than it, people it's, with it's shirts like sweater a, vests. It's almost like a social thing now. Like, are you going to the Panthers game? Yeah, I'm going to the Panthers game. Who's starting at quarterback? I don't even know. It's some white dude, probably. <laughs> it's not. It's not cool. So stop doing that. And Josh brought it up. People that wear jerseys that have nothing to do with the two teams playing on the field. If I'm going to a Panthers and a Buccaneers game and I see you in a Steelers jersey, you better run <laughs> because, because I'm not that fast, but I could run after you and say some mean things that would hurt your feelings. But uh, it, it, it grinds my gears, Josh. I, I understand if you're a fan of football, you just want to go see a football game. That's great. Um, maybe, you know, you can wear street clothes in that instance. Maybe not a button down. Or maybe, a sweater vest. Yeah, maybe just wear a, a, a freaking T-shirt. Mm-hmm. Or, or a hoodie if it's or, cold. Or a hoodie if it's cold. I actually wore a Panthers hoodie. <laughs> yeah. And that's literally the only Panthers thing I wore. I wasn't decked out in face paint or anything, but I had my Panthers attire on. So if you're going to go here to a Panthers game, I'm talking about this because it's a local thing, or even a Hornets game. Thank God the Hornets are about to be back in season. Hopefully they're pretty good. Um, just don't try to fool me by wearing your button-down shirt because I know your game, okay? Yeah. If you're with a girl who's wearing a jersey and you're in a button-down, we got problems, dude. We got huge problems. 
as as a society we have problems not just <laughs> not just me and you buddy but as a society when the girls start wearing the jerseys and we start wearing uh the dress-up clothes you know where what are we doing i just have to ask myself what are we doing yeah well and uh, i i can understand you know your your point is like if you just get off work that's fine but if yeah. i know yeah. if i know going into work that not, that, that you're day going to a that game. i'm going to the game afterwards i'm going to try bring a, a change of clothes just try uh, at least a change of shirt show me that you give a shit yeah. or sorry yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> okay. i'm trying to not let you that's okay stuff. no you show fine. me that you care yeah. about this team yeah uh, and i'm 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 totally with you on the whole jersey thing i mean i, I get it if you're a steelers fan and you're proud of your team and you're your going team. to a t- and you're going to a football game that's fine. But if it has nothing to do yeah, with the Steelers, rep your nobody, team outside of that. Yeah. Just uh-huh. wear a normal t shirt. I would never go to San Francisco and go see a Raiders versus uh, 49ers game and wear my Panthers stuff. <laughs> no. There has been one time that I went to the Carolina West Virginia Bowl game here at Bank of America Stadium and I wore my NC State sweatshirt. And I was the only person there in red. And I felt like a total <laughs> idiot. Yeah. It's something that I will never do again. But I did it because, hey, I hate Carolina. And I got on the Jumbotron because, look at this idiot in an NC State <laughs> shirt. <laughs> yeah. And that was my thinking. See, I think a lot of people do that hoping they get on a, a, like a Jumbotron. Yeah, because they're like, but, you know. When you're an ugly, stupid little kid who's scrawny in front of a sea of Carolina blue and you're wearing a red shirt, I think it's easier to zero in on that. Yeah. I mean, it was either blue or it was dark blue and yellow. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like that guy uh, a couple of years ago, uh, Giants Royals World Series, who was at every game behind home plate in a bright-ass orange Marlins uniform, a jersey. I'm like, oh, dude, come on, man. <laughs> he did that to make a statement. Yeah. He was like, I got the money. Yeah. We're going to do this. And I kept asking myself the whole time watching that, that whole series, I'm like, how in the world does he get tickets behind home plate at all these games, knowing damn good and well that those tickets are sold out and they're probably a, pi- a pretty penny because those are expensive. I've heard stories of home teams actually asking people sitting behind home plate to not wear opposing teams' jerseys. No, I know. They, that, like that's the, the Arizona that's, Diamondbacks, I'm pretty sure, made a fan change their jersey. They gave them a, a Diamondback yes, jersey. Yeah, yes. To, to put on over the other yeah. one. Yeah. So, yeah, it's um, – I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I see a lot of times I'll see uh, – I remember seeing one where it was like Pittsburgh against some other AFC team. Um, I want to say the Jaguars or something like that. I can't remember. And <laughs> it was a fan – Wearing like a Minnesota Vikings jersey, I'm like, you realize Minnesota is not even, not even close, close to, to either one of those. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, but, come on, man. You know, I guess to each his own. <laughs> yeah. That's just something that really irritates me. And come on, man. I know it has nothing to do with anything important in this world. But hey, that's what grinds your gears. It, that's what's happening, it man. Just that's really, what's up. It really pisses me off. Yeah. Anytime I see a guy on the jumbotron with his girl decked out in Panthers or Hornets gear, and he's just sitting there in his button-down and his sweater vest. <laughs> it's like, do you not even care, man? And I'm just like, God, you're a disgrace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's, that was, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Um, so, yeah, here's a word, of, word to the wise. Wear the appropriate stuff to games. Yes. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. If, you don't, if you're going to go to the game and you don't have a dog in the fight, you don't care about either one of those teams, just wear a normal color shirt. And don't get mad when someone heckles you for wearing the wrong jersey. Um, don't act like, hey, I have a right. 
I have a right to wear this jersey, okay? Yeah, you do, but yeah, I actually, have a right. Actually, yeah, you do. You, you really do. do have a right to wear that jersey. But I have a right to heckle you for <laughs> exactly. wearing that jersey. <laughs> That's how America works. Yeah. You have a right to your opinion, and I have a right to mine. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was a good one. Uh, so that's going to wrap it up here for Crash and Burn. Another episode in the books, Bernie. Oh, my God. It was great. Yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> I is. love this every yeah. week. It is. Uh, thanks to A. Ron, he couldn't be with us for our last two segments. He is a church guy. He so is he, a slacker. Yeah. That's what he, you mean to say. Yeah. <laughs> he had to leave us because he's going to church. Yep. Um, Hopefully he's praying for us. Hopefully he's praying, <laughs> hopefully he's praying for Harambee. Yeah, praying for Harambee. <laughs> um, so he wasn't here with us for the last two segments, but he was here uh, when we talked a little bit of college football earlier in the show. And, of course, next week we're going to have Corey back with us, uh, one of our old cohorts right before he had to move to Wilmington with his pretty white girlfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Name dropping. Yeah. So uh, he will be back next week. I know he sent me a text earlier this earlier today before we went on air saying that he was looking forward to getting back on to the show since he's been a while since he's been on. Uh, so we're definitely looking forward to having him back. You'll hear him live via telephone uh, next week on our next episode of Crash and Burn. And hopefully A.A. Ron will be here and won't have to hit any sort of traffic on I-77. So That's right. So uh, we appreciate you guys for listening. Again, if you've missed any of our previous episodes or any of our previous segments, just follow us on Facebook or like us on Facebook, I should say. Follow us on Twitter at the CMB Podcast and also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Just search for Crash and Burn. Look us up and have a listen. Uh, you, won't be, uh, you won't be disappointed. Nope. <laughs> I hope not anyway. <laughs> but for this week, this has been another episode of Crash and Burn. This has been Josh. And Bernie. And we appreciate you guys for listening. This has been Crash and Burn. Crash and Burn.